Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.live, MeWe Link, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, Linktree, and you can listen to listen and download our shows by going to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers: Blueberry iHeartRadio, iTunes Players, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Body of Christ presses toward the prize. The born-again believer presses ahead, that is, to pursue, to follow, as in pursuit, where you are in a race to reach the end prize or mark, which is the high calling found in Christ Jesus. Also, living lights and looking for the day of God while living in a world of darkness. Living lights truly, as holy, upright, and those who walk in true godliness. We are looking for the day of God. And the resolute Christian amidst chaos finds a world of confusion greeting the faith which Jesus Christ demonstrated. Without such faith, we cannot please God. And don't miss Prophecy News, End of Day Gospel, Laodicean on Classic Warren Radio on warn-usa.com. End Day Gospel finds a roller coaster of troubles in these times of increased persecution of Christians worldwide can be traumatic for many. Even in America, the divide between people is chasms as big as the Grand Canyon. And also, Judgment and Glory, Isaiah's prophetic book, part 114, no, I'm sorry, part 14 on battle lines. It is everlasting and the wicked shall pass away, as will all the former things. This week we also find the Judgment along with glory as the Lord God delivers a devastating blow to pride and a conquering army. And check out The Rising, which is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. When he who opposes rises, believers overcome by faith, we introduce a former black ops sniper named Mac. He battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him. Having escaped death many times, he is now with his wife Dorothy, who's also a former black ops. 
And you can find that book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Angus and Robertson, and many more. And the um, rising ebook can fe be found on Google Play. Be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com where you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature the rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing okay. Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's another Thursday night. Last Thursday of February. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, this last Thursday of February, 2022, this is the date that'll go down in infamy. Why? Because Putin invaded... Ukraine. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's uh, a sad state. I'm sorry that he did that. Well, Russia, well, see, they were going to tie up all their money, and they have billions that's tied up. So, I, I don't know. Your buddy left you a message. I seen that. He's a little crabby. Well, I would be, too, with that, going through that. So at any rate, here we are. We're in Isaiah 43. Yeah, part. I will bring Isaiah's prophetic book, part 122. Brings us further into the presence of the mercy and healing power of the Lord as he works to heal and lead Judah back into the land. But these promises extend as well into the Messiah and his promise of redemption to all men, both Jew and Gentile alike. And now back to you. Okay. Okay, I'll see you on the other side. Okay, we'll see you. So last week's we did I Have Redeemed. And uh, this one is I Will Bring. The thing I like about this is that God redeeming Judah out of the hands of Babylon. And they don't know how they're going to get out. So he leads the way. He literally makes a way where there is no way. And see, that's, that's really the way redemption is. We didn't ask God to give us Yeshua to die on the cross. But he did anyway. And so you can see that in the divine mercy of God, 
God working here. You can call it grace. You can call it mercy and love. Now Isaiah 43.3, For I am the Lord, Yahweh, that's Yahweh, thy God, the Holy One of Israel. Now see, that Holy One of Israel, that is a phrase. He's the Holy One. Now see, back in the time of Moses, when Moses said, Who shall I say sent me? I am that I am. Now see, we've proceeded from, Who are you? I am. Well, that's not telling me anything. But you see, the Holy One of Israel ties the holiness of Yahweh, God, directly to Israel. The Holy One of Israel. And of course, when Judah sinned and was carried captive, he was still the Holy One of Israel, but they had broken the covenant. So he sent him into captivity for 70 years and then his he became the holy one of israel he always was but he be, began to work on redeeming them out of there it says thy savior i gave egypt for thy ransom and ethiopian seba for thee seba was the son of cush josepha josephus and I've referred to Josephus over the years. I, I find his, his history and antiquities, I guess you would say, something that many of us look at. There was a province in Ethiopia by the name of Moroe, M-E-R-O-E. And it was wealthy and had a lot of commerce. It was close to the Nile, but they believe that Seba, which is Cush, is a province of that of Ethiopia, and there still is remains of a metropolis of the same name. And, of course, the, the travels, uh, it, this comes out of a guy's travel book back dating back to 1829. So when we talk about the history of all this, you know, people have been reading the Bible and traveling and writing little notes down. And so we wind up getting some information. But e Egypt, of course, <clears throat> he redeemed Jacob, it, it was his bones, you know, they were, no, it's Joseph's bones, excuse me. Um, they were supposed to carry the bones once they got out of there. But the ransom part, that's interesting because he had to literally deliver them by the might of his arm. And so 
if you put Egypt and Ethiopia and Seba, which is just another province, you could say that whole area in there. He delivered them out of out of the whole area, but uh, and he says in verse four, since you were or was, they use that word, were precious in my sight. Thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore I will give men for thee, and people for thy life. Now this is directly a contrast to the judgment. Now the people, you know, (laughs) we're always God's people in covenant, but they sin grievously, and... God told Jeremiah not even to pray for him. So we're talking the relationship was broken. So if there was any love in there, it was deep within the bosom of God. And he loved them, but yet he had to correct them, stop them from what they were doing. Now, the one thing I like about this, when he talks about being a Savior, there's some good verses. Isaiah 45, 21 through 22. And we haven't come to that yet, but we will. Tell ye and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient time and who has told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? There is no God beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. I I like that verse. And for Israel, Israel was the only, you know, uh, through the bosom of Abraham, they were the only ones chosen by God, just specifically, out of all the nations. But God said of Abraham, you know, out of him, you know, All the nations of the earth would be blessed. Think of that. All. So we know that within that line, God was going to expand it. And then later we find that same wording when um, there's a prophecy done over Ephraim. Manassas was actually the oldest and should have gotten the blessing but Ephraim got it and out of Ephraim all the nations of earth would be blessed all the nations would be blessed and so we see that and and of course by the time we get to the line of the tribe of Judah Yahshua Jesus Christ he is the one savior we have and in him are all those who would be saved. So again, we would say, and and in Scripture it tells us, you know, and the nations of the earth, you know, the nations of them that are saved will be found therein, in the new Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem. So we see that all the way back from Abraham, all the way to the end of the book, we have this line of redemption, we have these promises, And what you have here is the process of God working with Israel. And this is just one country. And so if you look at today, look at all the nations we have today. Look at America. 
Look at the things that we do in America. And we have abominable ways. And yet God has not destroyed us. But yet God's judgment is coming. Matter of fact, you could say, matter of factly, that judgment is on this nation in some respects. Nevertheless, since you were precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore, I'll give men for thee and people for thy life. It says, since you were precious. Now, were they always precious? Because they were obedient? Thou hast been honorable. How long have they been honorable? They haven't been honorable all the time. But see, as they came out of captivity and God has redeemed them, their sins are gone. God brought them out and he's bringing them into a new relationship. And he's going to get them set up back in Jerusalem. They're going to have a temple. They're going to have their priests. And, of course, eventually they lost that. And, and of course, that was by General Titus. After Yahshua was resurrected and taken up to heaven. And it was also probably pretty much uh, at the end of the, of pretty much all the apostles. Except for possibly maybe John he he lasted a long time but at any rate <clears throat> and so when you when you look at that you know God is there to deliver them be with them and and if you follow you know the proverbs and you you find it throughout the psalms they cry to God for help, and he delivers them. You know, when God was delivering Israel out of Egypt, he already knew ahead of time what they were. When the sinner comes to God, he already knows. He already knows. So if you mess around and, and say, well, you know, you deny your <laughs> that you're not a sinner or you try to, uh, you know, fudge your confession or whatever. I mean, God knows your heart. I mean, you know, he knew that about Israel too. I mean, we don't deserve to be forgiven. So you might as well confess it before God and get it over with because he already knows. <laughs> well, I'm going to sneak this past, past God. No. <laughs> and there's a lot of people today that try to be a Christian and go out and do all this and then ignore it in themselves and say, well, God didn't see that. Well, of course he's seen it. And if you push the button enough, the elevator's going to come and fall on your head. And so, uh, so to speak. So the righteous, I mean, Proverbs 11, 8, the righteous is delivered out of trouble and the wicked cometh in his stead. Uh, Twenty-one, eighteen. The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous, and a transgressor for the upright. Titus, chapter three and verse three. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, 
serving divers' lust, lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and biting and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration, the renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Now that's the New Testament, and that's the New Covenant. Now see, when we talk of Israel, they also had the kindness of God, and they had righteousness that, that God had arranged through you know, the working of the law. But the law in itself did not have the atonement in it except to define the feasts. And in the feasts, it was the day of atonement. And using the blood of bulls and goats because it was the blood that was the tool for redemption. Even in the Old Testament, the shedding of animal blood. But see, that doesn't did not take away everything. You know, they had to keep doing it. Now see, today, through Yahshua dying on the cross, and once you are regenerated, you've confessed, and you're a child of God, you're a child of God. Now, yeah, you can fall away. You can give up. You can forgive, forget the faith. But... This idea of Monday you're saved and Tuesday you're unsaved because you had a problem and Wednesday you're saved again and Thursday uh, you're not quite unsaved but you're just, just about almost there. I mean, this is the way a lot of people interpret it. Your redemption is based upon the covenant and the blood of Christ and God's mercy. And he knows what you're like and he knows what you do. Now, see, don't you think God knew all of that about Israel? And so, when, when I see these verses, since you were precious in my sight, and you have been honorable, I have loved thee. See, he, when they were in captivity, that was his judgment. And when you're in captivity, and even for Christians today, sometimes God will chastise you, and it may seem like he looks away from you, and you can't reach him because you're at odds with him because of sin in your life or something but see the thing of it is God knows what you're doing and so it's good that within these scriptures and how Isaiah is bringing them out you can you you can find the grace you can find the mercy you can find the omnipotence of God and how he deals with the nation it's God that chose Babylon. It's God who chose his anointed to come and rescue him, Cyrus. It was God who chose Moses and sent him down. He worked all the way through Moses' life. And even when Moses slew uh, the one uh, Egyptian and he, and he ran away and got out of there, God knew everything. God had to redeem him. God had to bring him along. And it was a long time. God worked in his life. I think it is 40 years he was doing all that until finally God called him. But, you know, he, he wasn't a young man. But in Isaiah 43, 5, Fear not, for I am with thee. 
I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. And, and the Jews gathered today, especially in Israel, they see that. This is a verse that they, that they claim. They believe that God will bring them back, bring them in. I'll bring your seed from the east and gather thee from the west. And, you know, it's impossible with those in captivity to go searching around to try to find where the seed of God is, the seed of the, seed of the Lord, those who, connected, who are connected to Judah. Just like today, it's hard to find all of the ones from the lost tribes of Israel. Uh, that's because they're lost. But yet there are some of them that have shown up in Israel. And there were some of them that were still in the land and wasn't taken away because they used them to work the land. <clears throat> but you see, the thing of it is, I will bring. I am with thee. You see the first person? I am with thee. The same thing as today with us. We may think we're on our own, but God is with us. I will bring. You need a miracle. I will bring. You're afraid. That's the way the devil wants you. Fear crushes faith. You need to use faith to crush the fear. Now, you're going to feel fear, but you've got to speak faith. And you've got to rebuke that fear. You've got to speak faith. And you've got to speak against whatever that fear is telling you. And it may be something like, well, you're not going to live very long or you're going to die or whatever, you know. The fear. You know, you're going to be taken over. America's going to, you know, whatever. Whatever it is. It can be anything. You know, because that fear is a demon. That fear is, is a demon, demonic entity that's using your weak flesh and they know how to do this, to provoke you to fear. Because a lot of people live in fear. They also live in pleasure and happiness and everything like that. They, they're emotional roller coasters. I mean, that's what Facebook is all about. And Instagram and much of this stuff online today in our society. We are a nation full of people who are tellers. We tell people things. We tell them off. We tell them where to go. We tell them who we are. We tell them they can't do that. Tell, 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 tell. But that's not communication. And that's the same way with God. God is in charge up there in heaven of his own McDonald's. And so you just ring up there. You know? I want I want uh, a plate of salvation along with a side of grace and cover that with lots of mercy. You know, I want a, a big house and a big car and I don't want to have any problems or issues and you need to take care of all this. What's the bill? <laughs> you see, Israel... When they got in trouble, they had priests, they had prophets, they had, <laughs> they knew how to do the feast, they knew how to keep the holy days, but they were also keeping other stuff. They were offering offerings to other gods. They were doing defiling images and other things in the temple and worshiping other gods. 
And finally, they got to passing their children through fire. You can't do that. That isn't the way God works, and it doesn't work for Christians today. God has not changed in that vein. He just made it possible for all men to be redeemed. Because this is the fulfillment of the law. And what the law could not do, this takes care of. So Israel here is finding their way through this judgment of God. And after your seven years on the, on the south side of the blessings of God, you know, on some deserted island somewhere, some foreigner telling you what to do, you know, God picks you up and said, okay, he brushes you off, he, sets you, he starts setting you out here, okay, now you're going to go home. You're going to go home too. And my blessings are going to go with you. Well, how are they going to get there? They don't know. God says, I'm going to take you there. I'm going to bring you there. What's more, I'm going to bring all of you, all of the seed, from wherever they're gathered. Well, we don't know where they are. Well, I'm the Lord thy God. I know where they're at. It was impossible with men. And it was impossible for Judah to relieve herself. You know, one thing I find interesting is that Daniel never seemed to have left Babylon. He died there. And see, the thing of it is, is that Jehovah God... The proof of him being the God of all gods and the God that's going to bring mercy and grace to Judah is that he will affect full restoration of Judah. He will bring it to pass. They will be at a point where Babylon's captivity will be a thing of the past. And just like as a Christian... There may be times you've crossed God. God does not hold grudges. His offer of mercy and grace and redemption and forgiveness is always there. There's going to be a time when it's not going to be there. It'll be too late. But, you know, there's a lot of people that hold grudges. And as long as the devil can keep you there, you never make it back to the mercy of God table. Because you've separated yourself from God. But see, Judah couldn't save herself. God did it for them. Because it was his promise. This was for what they did. In Jeremiah, I like this verse too. Uh, chapter 46. This is in the future. We're in 43. 27 it says but fear not thou O my servant Jacob and be not dismayed O Israel for behold I will save thee from afar off and thy seed from the land of their captivity and Jacob shall return and be at rest and at ease and none shall make him afraid 
Fear thou not, O Jacob, my servant, saith the Lord, for I am with thee, for I will make a full end of all the nations whither I have driven thee. But I will not make a full end of thee, but correct thee in measure, yet I will not leave thee wholly unpunished. God does not excuse sin, but he has a solution for it. But you see, even Israel today, they're back in the land, but it's not all the tribes, and they don't have all the land. And they have nations everywhere. Now see, it's getting better, especially with Abrahamic covenant that... Uh, um, the Trump administration worked out with Israel and a number of them. Th that was prophecy in the making. And and even after Trump's gone, they've already met because Trump and his people were just the tool. See, and now you have the brothers... Ishmael and Isaac now shaking hands. See, for the nations of men, this is impossible. Why did he do that? Didn't he know better? You shouldn't be making anything like that with them. But he did it anyway. And yet you, you have little Israel in the land, and you have... All the war that went on today with, uh, with Putin. And of course they mentioned today he was ex-KGB. That's old news about Putin. I mean, that's as old as the hills and twice as rusty. We all knew about that. But you see, he just wants a little piece of land. And he doesn't care there's a bunch of people living on it. Because in his book, it's our land. So he's willing to make war, risk sanctions. China's willing to do the same thing. They're going to go after Taiwan. But I got news for you. Taiwan does not belong to China. And even China doesn't belong to China. Russia doesn't belong to the Russians. And the Middle East, it don't belong to the Middle Eastern nations and Israel's land. It's not theirs either. That is the land that God gave them to live on, to enjoy, because of, the, of Abraham and the favor he occurred with God. Now, you see, the Lord was talking about them all coming. And this, I look at this as, as a fulfillment of the prophecy partially because it deals with everybody, not just um, Jacob. Uh, Luke thirteen twenty nine through 30. It says, And they shall come from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south, and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, there are last which shall be first, and there are first which shall be last. Now you see, 
the bottom line of it is the fulfillment of these things will occur in the kingdom of the Messiah, the greater son of David, Yahshua, Jesus Christ. In Revelation chapter 1, he calls himself the Almighty. So if you want to take it up with him, you go right ahead. He's the Almighty. You ain't going to get anywhere. So verse 6 of that says, I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. And really what's amazing here, when you look at these verses we've been covering in Isaiah, we can apply them directly to Israel today, even though not all, all of Israel is, is there yet. He will bring them back. They will all be back eventually. It's an amazing thing. I'll bring my, bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. But you see, there's going to be a day when the Lord comes. And he's going to be gathering everybody who believes in Yeshua. Who have been born again through him. And he'll gather them from every corner of the earth for his kingdom. Make no mistake about it. A lot of this stuff, as we reading it, we're looking at it and, and talking about Judah being delivered and how they're going to be taken back out of the hands of powerful Babylon. Dear God in heaven, there's a much greater picture here. Even for the Jews, of which they can't even imagine some of them. See, they're all living in that tiny little itty-bitty piece in the Middle East. One little sliver of Judah. It's not all of Israel. And yet they're, they're happy. And they're trusting God. And no, they're not all Christians. Remember, God will take care of them. There's a couple prophets that's going to come here before the great day when it when everything ends and these guys will believe them prophets but there is a lot of things yet to happen and as big as russia likes to make itself and as scary as they are their end is going to come to no good eventually Hosea 1.10 Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, You are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, You are the sons of the living God. Then shall the children of Judah and the children of Israel be gathered together. Now the children of Israel is the northern tribes there. And appoint themselves one head, and they shall come out of the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. Oh, that is so prophetic. There's going to come a day when Israel is not going to be split anymore. Now remember Paul saying, Israel is not Israel. 
under the new covenant which does fulfill the these things here this is very very prophetic for israel but it's also prophetic for the christian side as well because it's not just about christians it's about god's plan the eternal plan the everything plan And, of course, when we see the children of Judah and the children of Israel will be gathered together, that's going to be one of the greatest gathering of them that's ever happened. It'll be a greater gathering than anything you've ever seen. You know, we talk about the gathering and, and about the children of Israel coming up out of the land of, Israel, of Egypt when God delivered them. And with that bunch was a whole mixed multitude. That mixed multitude were not the Hebrews. They were not connected in any way. But they were, as we would say today, Gentiles who wanted to go with the Jews. That prophetically points to the insertion of the Gentiles. And of course, when we talk about Egypt, the first, now I would say Gentile, to really get inserted into the line of Abraham was when Joseph was in Egypt and he married a non he married an Egyptian and and Manasseh and Ephraim both are part Hebrew and part uh, Egyptian and so you find the line going through uh, Ephraim and in him are all the nations of the earth blessed. You see, when you look at that, you can see what God is doing. Because he's not just gathering one people. Even the Lord himself, he says, I have other, other tribe, other people that I've got to bring. And this is the thing. The Lord went to Israel first, and then he went to the Gentiles. We are gathered together in one through Yahshua. So that's the end result. And we're talking about Israel in the Old Covenant. But it's the same God. And the connection points can apply to both areas in many cases. Because I can tell you that group coming out of slavery and stuff after 70 years was one happy group of people. But they didn't know the law. That's why they had to get a priest to teach them the law. They didn't know the law. They didn't know what to do about nothing. They were heathen Babylonians by then that had a Jewish descent or, <laughs> you know, blood. But you know, they had spent so long away from it. See, and this is where, you know, God took them in. He says, I'm going to lead you. I'm going to take care of you. He's going to clean them up. He's going to teach them the law again. What does God do to the Gentiles? The Gentiles are a bunch of heathen, non-law-keeping, lawless people that just go out here and we're, we're mean, we're nasty, we're godless, 
and you know Paul and and apostles they describe what they were. But you see, God said to the Gentiles, "Okay, you come to me." And so we come to the Lord, and He takes this scruffy looking sin laden gentile goyim and you know the devil says throw them away they're they're no good they're spoiled god says no they're not they're mine my son redeemed them by his blood and they have received him and believed upon him and i have imputed righteousness unto them i've taken off their dirty garments And I have put upon them my crown that says the Son of God. And great will be the day when the sons of God will be redeemed in all their glory. And God will look at his creation of all those that the devil would have killed. And But evil couldn't touch him because of Christ. This is the kind of God. This is the God that's going to do those things, and it's coming. We're talking about the same God dealing with Israel, and when they came out of that place in Babylon, they needed to be cleaned up. They needed help. They needed mercy. They needed grace. They needed someone to show them where to go. And that's what God did. Because when they were led out of there, if you have ever seen how they take their captives, there's a lot of times they will strip the captives down, especially the males. And they will put a rope around their neck. And they will pull them along. In a long line. And their hands are tied. They can't do anything. They will humble them. Now, see, that's what the devil, when the devil takes captives, that's what he does to them. He strips everything off of them. Their self-worth, their faith, their family, anything he can take off of them and strip away because he's that captor. He's the one that takes hostages. He's the one that tells you you're no good. And he was there telling the Jews you're no good. Your God ain't going to do nothing. But there was one person there in Babylon by the name of Daniel that knew better. And he prayed and he fasted. And an angel finally showed up and said, I'd have been here sooner, but I had the angel of Persia that gave me some issues, so I had to call from reinforcements. (laughs) Here I am. And this is what the Lord says. And that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for the Lord says. We're waiting for that one to come and says, It's over, kids. I defeated him on Calvary. And now's the time to take him and lock him up. And you're going to be with me in my kingdom. It's over. It's done. It's finished. Come with me. See, those those Israelites, Judah, they heard that. It's done. It's over. No more captivity. No more being humiliated. I've redeemed you. It's time. I'm pulling you out of there. I'm going to lead you by the hand. I'm going to take you out of there. 
And in Isaiah 43, 7, he says, Even every one that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. And that's the truth. You may think God didn't make you, but he created you in the beginning as a human. And then when you started sinning, you lost the original image of God. God redeemed you when you came to him. And he's the one. He created his glory in you. You came to him by faith today. You received Yahshua. He gave you of his spirit, the spirit of the, spirit of the Lord and of glory. And he forms you. As you walk. He says I have formed him. I have made him. And truly he did. Form and create Israel. And I like this. Everyone that is called by my name. We're in the New Testament. We're in the New Covenant. And that name is Yahshua. Jesus Christ. Everyone that is called by my name. Not hey you. There is one Lord. The world wants many gods. The world don't like Christians who are on fire. The world does not like churches who stand against unrighteousness. The world does not like righteous preachers and congregations and deacons. The world hates the Christians that are on fire. For the Lord God created you, formed you, and made you. And within you today as Christians, you see the riches of his grace. And every bit of that glorifies the Lord. Because he is the God of mercy. All you have to do is go back to when Moses wanted to see the Lord. And the Lord came through and started declaring who he was. Forgiving thousands upon thousands of generations of them that love me. Go back and read it. He was forgiving people back then. Do you think the old covenant, this God doesn't forgive? That's the way the world wants you to see him. How many times have I said, he's an angry, jealous God. You're just seeing a glass half empty or half full. You're not seeing it all. For had you known the true grace of God, the true mercy of God, you wouldn't say that. Well, I don't believe he exists. You will. Because you're going to stand before him. You can tell him then that he doesn't exist when you see him. You know, we'll all be there. We'll all be there in the audience. We'll be watching. Okay? And when, he, when you stand before him, big mouth, we want to see you stand up to him and tell him he doesn't exist. You see, that's the world today. That's the devil today. He's real strong and mighty in some of these unbelieving regions where darkness is. But you get a faith-filled preacher that's under the power of the Holy Ghost and he'll drive them straight into the ground by the power of God. 
And that's the trouble we have in the church today. We've got too much of the world. We've got too much of the money. we got too much of the world's glory. We need to get rid of it. We need to throw off that. And we need to put on the helmet. We need the sword. And we need the breastplate. We need the shins on. We need to get out with the sword of God and the, and the shield. And we need to get in there and we'd say, okay, I'm here. Now, which one of you want to repent first? But don't come at me because you don't have a chance. Now, of course, we know in the end of days many Christians are killed. But I got news for you. One day, everyone that decried Israel, that spit on the Jews, and I got news for you today. I was looking at some history on Ukraine and there's one thing, I knew the Nazis had slaughtered, like everybody does, the Jews. But what many people may not remember is it was Ukraine where the Jews were killed the most, spat on. They would chase the women down the street and tear their clothes off and parade them around. They would rape them and their daughters. Yeah, this was Ukraine. So make no mistake, is God holding a grudge? God don't hold grudges, but he does reward. But the thing of it is, we need to understand this God is governor of the nation. Ephesians 2.4 says, But God who is rich in mercy... For his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins has quickened us together with Christ. For by grace are you saved. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now I can tell you one thing about God getting Judah out of Babylon. There's one thing. If you were in Babylon and you were a Jew, it didn't matter. You were coming with God. Because at that time, under the covenant, they were his children. For Abraham's sake. You know, it comes under the whosoever banner. Whatsoever Jew there be in Babylon is mine, and they're coming out. Whatsoever Christian, whoever is called by my name, when I return, saith the Lord, they are mine. Romans 10.11, for the scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, or the Gentile there. For the same... Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You see, and the other part of this is, and we have a lot of these, Isaiah 43, 8, bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. You know, 
Hearing, they hear, but do not hear. Seeing, they see, but they do not see. They're devoid of understanding. Paul said that that the generation he was talking about at that time, they are ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. We are the greatest generation ever in technology, scientific advancements, medical advancements, every kind of advancement in our generations today, globally. We are the greatest generation to have the most knowledge, and we are getting ready to be made gods. But yet, in all that learning, They've never learned the knowledge of the truth. Of the true and living God and our Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who sent his only begotten Son, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, who in the beginning was the Word. And this Word was with God, and he was God. He was in the bosom of the Father, and he came and entered in to human flesh to begin his quest to redeem mankind forever from the power of sin and death. And see, there's those enemies of Israel who were blind and they saw them in captivity and they've never forgiven them for it. They, they look at them and despise them and hate them. But I, I'll tell you one thing about Israel. Today's generation of Jews will never ever allow another genocide of Jews to take place anywhere on the earth if they can help it. If they're alive, they will do something. And when you fight the Jews, you fight something else. You fight the promises that God has given to the Jews on behalf of Abraham. And he's going to fulfill that just like he's going to fulfill the redemption in Christ Jesus. In the fact that he's going to redeem all those called by his name. There are blind people everywhere. And when God was bringing back Israel... You know, I'm not going to believe it till I see it. I call that one Doubting Thomas. But see, there were those in Babylon, they'd been there so long. I will believe it when I see it. I don't believe it. But there's some of them that just leap for joy because they have the hope in their heart. That's the way we have with Yahshua today. So when we talk about these things in Isaiah, they're far-reaching to our day today. Father, thank you for your word. Bless those that hear this whenever they do. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. Well, we have got another hour of our show. These are just one hour segments, but we've got a pile of them.
a pile of one-hour segments. Yeah, so it's easy to listen to. One at a time, you know, a short time frame. Yeah. One a day, you can catch up. Yeah. Or two a, a day. A third of a year later. <laughs> third of a year later you'll have them done yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a lot but there's a lot of things we've got to cover in these yeah it's good and so we're going to have to go and get out of here okay well <clears throat> to everybody please stay safe be careful Pray for your brethren. Pray for Ukraine. Pray for your countries. We pray for you. We love you. We hope the best for you and the Lord. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Check out the shows and the articles there. Check out my book, The Rising. Be sure. It's very important. It's a good book. There's a lot of important things in it. And it'll bless you. Good night. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.